So today we're going to drop into your feminine essence and being, celebrating your radiance and your beauty through embodying the qualities as you wish to integrate them into your life. So just take a moment and settle in your seat. Imagine yourself lying on the earth. Maybe close your eyes and just settle. You're lying on the earth, the soft grass. Maybe the warm sun is coming on your face. Your roots are growing and reaching deeper and deeper into the earth, grounding you, pulling you closer into the great mother's embrace. Feel yourself being held by her. Feel yourself as she supports you, knowing that she's got your back. As you feel connected to her presence, imagine reaching out to your left and your right, taking the hands of the sisters beside you. Feel into their presence. As I read to you our opening invocation, I welcome you as a member for this gathering. I open this tribe to share space with you and honor your truth. I hold you as a member today of our sacred space. This is my gift to you. You belong. I am your sister who sees your power and your truth as a leader. I feel and honor your heart. I accept you for who you are and who you are not. Thank you for showing up in this world and today in this circle. Put down your sword, my sweet sister, for I have come to hold your hand. Release your shield, my dear friend, for I now support you safe in my arms. Speak to me, dear one, whispering, shouting, dancing your heart's deepest desires. Cry with me as we again hold each other, swamping in the face of our pain and fears. Illuminate your brilliance, my beautiful goddess. Reflecting like the full moon, the sun's explicit offering. Allow me, as you would a child, the dreams that once danced in your night vision. Build with me, my tribe sister, as we roll up our sleeves and dig deep into the fertile soil of our collective good. Co-creating together balance, harmony, and peace on earth. A new world of divine feminine leadership and just taking a breath and breathing that in and when you're ready open your eyes and if you brought oh pardon me an oil just anoint yourself i brought geranium because it reminds me of the spring I almost forgot my candle. Hmm. 
And let's get ready for our stitch. I am Lynn and I am bringing togetherness. I'm Anna and I'm bringing in excitement. I am Lana and I'm bringing discovery. I am Allie and I'm bringing deep thought. Mm. Okay, beautiful. Now let us um, complete our connection in creating this sacred space and go around and explain, uh, just name one thing that briefly describes what's going well in your life. And one thing that maybe is not going, I like to call it my roses and thorns. One thing that's going well and one thing that's going not so well. I can start. What's going not so well for me right now is I am done with the cold weather. Finally, I am done. The winter woman is done with the cold. <laughs> and a good thing that's going in my life is all of the signs that nature is bringing me. All of the messages that are coming sometimes too fast and furious for me to handle, but complete and go next um so one thing that's going well for me that i feel like i i can trust my instincts more and that I'm more connected to my intuition um, and that I yeah that I also try to follow it <laughs> and not ignore it and one thing that's not going so well that I uh, keep um, procrastinating on my business because out of fear <laughs> I'm completely I can go next. Uh, I've been doing a couple of weeks now, kind of a, a, a retreat on healing, and I've learned a lot of things about myself, and I'm kind of finally giving myself a pat on the back for a little bit of discovery, even though it's hard. Um, tech issues are still a thing that's going wrong with me. <laughs> the tech has a mind of its own, so that's not going good. <laughs> I'm complete. I guess that leaves me. Um, uh, things are going well in general. Um, I think one thing that's going really well is, um, my health. Um, 
one thing that's not going so well is, um, I guess, letting myself get into my head a little bit too much, uh, thinking too much in the future, um, and then getting a little bit anxious. So yeah, that's it, me complete. Hmm. Now let's look around at our circle <clears throat> now that we are complete and connect, connected with the beautiful women here who have attracted as mirrors to us. Let's do a couple of deep breaths. Oh, now give everyone a hug. Hello. <clears throat> and I don't, I, I, I don't, when I'm doing the facilitating circles, I always usually skip over the agreements because we all know what the agreements are as facilitators, right? So let's go to the next, creating our connection. We just did that. So the theme of our circle today is blossom and blossoming. Hmm. So what do, we, what do we think of when we are blossoming into who you are in the feminine? And when we talk about the feminine or the feminine energy, we're talking about energy that as women, we are embodying and receiving. It's about your connection with the earth, with your essence, with your worth, and how you stay grounded in all of that. So when a flower is coming into blossom, it's coming into itself, taking up space, showing its colors, its true essence, unfurling its petals, attracting insects to its pollen and revealing itself to the world. We can use this analogy as a representation of the feminine coming into blossom, into its blossom, radiating and showing the world our true colors and our essence. As does a tree, a plant or flower, reveal itself at this time of year, well, in the Northern Hemisphere, but we're, I think we're all in the Northern Hemisphere here, right? <laughs> there are these areas that we as women can reveal our feminine. And revealing our feminine essence is revealing our vulnerability and revealing our truth. So the revealing of the feminine essence is that we've been conditioned in our society to adhere to a patriarchal culture mm -hmm. of concealing our plans, hiding our vulnerabilities, being secretive, and not letting others know what we're up to. Many of these behaviors can be found in war warfare. Plan of attack is made. There's a window within which, which anyone can contribute their thoughts to the plan. And then it is locked in and followed until completion. 
And women are taught to abide by these rules. The patriarchy wants us, wants to protect the masculine and their need to conceal, to control. And it's also threatened by the feminine. We only have to go looking through the history books to see the countless ways that women have been controlled, have been shut down, silenced, punished for expressing their feminine energy. We're told not to reveal ourselves physically, emotionally, or spiritually. We're sexualized and objectified through women's beauty standards and taught to feel shame when expressing our desires and sensuality. When we choose to reveal our feminine essence, we're revealing our beauty, our magnetism, that it, that is our natural essence of the feminine, our spark, our shakti. We become the blossoming flower that realizes the day has come when the risk is to remain tight in the bud was more painful than the risk it took to blossom. Life is a process of becoming a combination of states that we have to go through. That's a quote by Anis Nin. And so when we, we talk about revealing our vulnerability, it can be described as revealing the underbelly of the animal. And the underbelly is soft. It's the most vulnerable part of the animal. So when we feel triggered, scared, and not accepted for who we are, we shift into a trauma response. And we want to protect our, more, our, <laughs> our most vulnerable parts. We might hide from the world. We might try to stay small to stay silent, or we go louder and we become more aggressive. And whatever your response is, we don't feel seen or heard for who we really are and all that we offer to the world. When we step into circle, we invite ourselves to practice revealing our vulnerability. It is our greatest strength, our greatest tool for connection. We feel connected to people when we feel that they are being authentic. And when we are authentic, we reveal parts of ourselves, not just the parts that we want others to see. We offer invitations for others to step into the space of true, deep, real connection within us. We create acceptance for the parts that we may wish to hide, our shadows, feelings of unworthiness, and the things that we have been taught to keep away from the world. Circle is our healing tool for utter acceptance and love of who we are and who we want to be. In revealing the truth, 
where are you looking? Sorry, where are you not being truthful? Where are you hiding? Where are you lying to yourself or to others? What is not being expressed? What is not being revealed? What are you trying to protect yourself or others from? And it's actually, is it actually working? Do you feel aligned with how you express your needs, desires, wants, hopes, and dreams? I don't. When we step into circle, we talk about creating the brave circle. Remember the brave circle? Bold, responsible, authentic, vulnerable, and empathetic. So when we are creating this brave space, we are being courageous with how we show up. The word courage is derived from the Latin core, which means heart. So we are actually blossoming into our feminine essence, which is about being brave enough to reveal our truth, even if it's uncomfortable and messy. So here are some powerful words that represent this theme, and I can put them in the chat if you'd like. Embodiment, essence, let me put them in the chat one at a time. So we have embodiment, essence, radiance, being. Reveal, beauty, unfurling, and magnetism. This theme really really can be quite painful when we think about, I know for me, um, hmm, where do I start? When I think about this and I think about how I was taught that we were to be seen and not heard, how I was taught that we were not to reveal what we were feeling, if we were feeling, if any, Anytime there was something going wrong in your in my life, I was taught not, you don't talk about it. You don't talk about it. You don't let other people know what is going on. You don't reveal your dirty laundry. And even my ex-husband's parents, they were the same way. They were, but they made sense because in their little world, People liked it when you were unhappy. People liked it when people, when stuff was going wrong in your life. They, they lived off that drama. 
And so what I realized in these past three years of being in circle, in sistership circle and, and digging through all of these layers, that I'm finally in a place where I can feel safe enough to say, wait a second, that's not right. And so I'm learning that I need to tell people my vulnerability, not because I want people to feel sorry for me, but because I want you to know a part of me and what I went through to get to where I am. So if we can think about that when somebody is telling us something, how broken they are, it's not that they want sympathy or empathy, but perhaps maybe they just want to be heard. They just want to be loved. They just want to share something really, really vulnerable with somebody who they trust. And I feel that when, we, when I can trust the women in my circles, and I can, then I can go really deep. Because in circle, there's no judgment. Right? We beam each other. We listen to each other. And that feels really good. So let's do a little group share here and liven some things up. Um, so I think because there's only four of us, we could probably do a couple of these questions. And so the first question, are you more comfortable being a busy bee? or a blossoming flower? So for me, I like to be, sometimes I like to, when I, it's funny because when I hear busy bee, I hear nosy body in everybody else's business. And I think what is intended in this question is that to be busy so that you're not thinking about the world around you or you're not thinking about your problems. And for me, I think that when the shit hits my life, I like to be busy and not think about it because I don't always know how to deal with it. I don't always know. And there's still that fear of if I talk to somebody, for me, it's if I call up my friend or I message my friend, oh, excuse me. It's because I'm, I'm burden, burdening them. They have their own stuff to work out. What do they, they don't have time for me. That's where I get and I shut off. And I'm learning <coughs> to be the blossoming flower. <coughs> Sorry, I'm completely. <coughs> oh, sorry, I don't know where that came from. <clears throat> Who would like to go next? I can go next. 
Um, that does, that makes more sense. And I feel that I, I switch between the two of them because I've dealt with a lot of shit hitting the fan at all times. So I've always been the one that everybody will come to for everything and I can compartmentalize and I can actually go through it and say, all right, well, I'm not going to think about this. I'm going to let this one mull over, but I'll take yours on next. And then I can compartmentalize everything there is and then sort it out and then blossom after it and go into and through things. And then, you know, seek somebody's advice or, un, you know, unload <laughs> whatever I'm thinking. Uh, most of the time it's, it's to that, those few sisters that I have in my life that I could just be like, I need to vent <laughs> and then just let it all come out. But at least there's always somebody who I can feel that I'm not burdening with another problem or another thing that's going wrong or so, but yeah, I do both. I can kind of bounce between them. <laughs> I'm complete. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, are you going, Anna? <laughs> Just go. <laughs> um, I'm looking at it a, a slightly different way, um, but um, what I would say is um, I do switch back and forth as well. Um, I have been at times when, like, there's been times when I've been forced into that busy bee position, and I am... Uh, you know, I'm, I was not impressed. <laughs> um, I think I, I more want to be the blossoming flower, but I think that I'm, and I can't think of the particular flower to make this a really great metaphor or analogy or whatever, but I think right now I'm learning how to blossom and also, you know, have the um, the uh, the pollen or whatever you know um, in there, and and not have it be like poison. Like <laughs> I'm not gonna let you have anything good. Like <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I gotta. I'm like I'll I'll blossom, but I'm still so protective. So um, yeah, I'm kind of in the middle there. But also when I get into the busy bee for myself. It's usually because I'm inspired and happy. So, you know, I guess it can, it can go both ways right now. <laughs> That's it. Thank you. So for me, um, I don't know. Um, I, I'm, I'm just thinking of this analogy and I thought maybe is it so is it more like then I'm more comfortable being the flower that everybody goes to or am I the one who goes to everybody else to all the other flowers uh, to um, yeah when shit hits <laughs> uh, to um, 
to bring your stuff there. And um, I think I'm more comfortable with people coming to me. Um, that's, I don't know, I kind of naturally attract people um, who um, I don't want to say dump their shit on me, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> who, yeah, when when something goes wrong that, that people just call me. Um, but since I have been through a couple of hard years as well, I'm getting more and more comfortable um, going to people as well. And um, Circle made it really easier for me to express myself and um, and be open about that and um, yeah and, and talk to other people not to to load my shit on shit on them but to yeah let them have a, a, a look at my life how, how my life goes and also like I don't know life is not always like rainbow and butterflies so um so I'm I'm honest. If somebody asks me how's how's your life uh, and I'm not feeling well, I say it's not. So I'm 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 getting yeah I'm I'm getting better at that as well. I'm complete. You're muted, Lynn. You're muted. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I, you know, story of my life. I sometimes feel like I'm talking to myself, but anyway. <laughs> so listening to to what all of you had to say, um, I've cho chosen the next question, and that is: so, how did you learn to conceal instead of reveal from the patriarchy? I think I can start. Um, I think my thing is to, if, if I'm hurt or something like that, I just try to fight back and bite back and um, don't say um, how I really feel. Um, I just try to hide it and um, mule about it in my head. It goes on and on and on. And um, and I just, I just don't confront myself and the other person with what's really going on. And um, yeah, um, but I have a, um, just, was it, I think it was last week at this beautiful unfolding that um, um, one argument led to another and um, it, it was via text. So in a, in a in a messenger and um, with with people I live with, and um, at one moment um, I I said, yeah, uh, I yeah I did not know how to how to proceed with that, and um, I asked a couple of sisters, 
and my mom <laughs> for advice. And um, my mom told me, just be honest, tell her how you feel. And I did that and something really, really beautiful unfolded um, where, um, yeah, we, we, we both shared like how we felt and we had this understanding for each other. And um, because there was not only in the chat between us, but also other people were in the chat, um, also like other beautiful conversations blossomed out of that. So um, I'm really hopeful <laughs> that I can go more into this um, vulnerability, vulnerability part and um, being open um, about yeah when something really hurts and yeah I'm complete This is a real, um, I feel like this is a real loaded gun of a question. <laughs> um, <laughs> barrels could be blazing, but um, <laughs> I think um, the biggest thing that I'm, I'm realizing um, right now is it's, it's regarding um, sexualization <clears throat> of women and, you know, that is the way that I was um, brought up was, um, you know, in a way that I learned that my value um, was really, it hinged on um, beauty, it hinged on what I could give, and it hinged on um, being uh, appealing to men. And that was really, um, that was really the way I grew up. And that was reinforced by other women in my life. And, um, you know, of course, that that's such a corruption of what we are as women, you know, because that that sexuality um, and that that beauty, that is something that should be there. Um, but it should be revered and respected and not, you know, um, belittled and you know used and um all of the other things that are special about us like we have so much more to give than you know than just our sexuality um so on both ends it's like you know as far as my experience growing up in a patriarchal society is that <clears throat> it it basically said you know, shut up about everything else. The only thing of value here is this. You make sure, you know, that you, you make sure that you're beautiful. You make sure that you're desirable. Um, that's all you've got. <laughs> and now I'm like, that is, you know, like that is so disgusting. Mm -hmm. And um, so even now, that's one of my things is with women and, and trying to, you know, rediscover that, you know, we can be sexual and we can be beautiful and that can be um, something to be, um, you know, revered. So, yeah, that's me. That's me complete. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I feel the same way. A very, very big question to answer. <laughs> um, 
I can say I always was raised to, you know, to shut up and don't speak back and, you know, be that good little girl quiet in the corner. Um, But I was always the anti little girl. So I would run my mouth off. (laughs) But um, I never had a problem with being vulnerable. I I don't want to say like vulnerable showing anything. I always, if somebody asked me, I would gladly reciprocate in the conversation if it was meaningful and everything. Um, but if you backstab, I, I can say the concealing part, I always tried to keep the temper down when some, when I found out somebody was behind my back or something, cause I never wanted to react. I always wanted to just think it out before I opened my mouth, but sometimes the brain would just misfire, <laughs> but I, I would, you always knew when I was coming, if you did something to me and I had the look of death of, you know, on my face, you, you would kind of, um, yeah, apparently I had this look, I can never do it, but if it's in the moment I could do it, you know, <laughs> but, um, and being, you know, being in circle now has eased that a lot up that I just truthfully will ask a question and come forth right out and say it in, in this flow, not anger of the page, like, that box thing, but yeah. Um, now I just kind of reveal it. <laughs> complete. Yeah, that is a loaded question. Um, <laughs> I. It's funny because listening to all of you talk, I I was triggered a memory. And when I think about the structure of my family, I grew up, I always, I always, okay. So my grandmothers were very strong women. Like they were the matriarchs of our family. And my mother was not because my mother grew up with five brothers and a father who didn't want a girl. So she was abused. She was verbally, and I'm, I'm, I'm really believe in my heart, probably sexually abused as well. But, you know, that was one of the things that we didn't talk about. You didn't talk about those things. You swept it all under the rug. And <clears throat> so from my mother, I learned to be meek and quiet. And my father was very pleasing. But he, he did love my mother very much for who she was and very, very not overly protected, but you could see when I think back now, I see that he protected her. And for me, I always learned not to confront. And I, I, I realize now in this moment that I think that's because I grew up, um, my, my aunts and uncles were all alcoholics, all 14 of them on both sides of the family. And whenever family got together, there was always, they were always loud and there was always fighting and arguing. And I, I don't like that. I don't like loud. And so it's easier for me to or it was <laughs> so much, not so much now, um, to pull back and avoid that confrontation 
than to than to to speak my mind or what was going wrong. And as a little girl, it was always like, oh, you were never believed because you were just a child. Right? Can't be true because you're just a child. What do you know about the truth? And I used to believe that, you know, the whole the old adage of children are to be seen and not heard was because they were trying to teach us respect. And so now going through this whole process and working in the shadow, I'm going, Nah. Um, there, there has to be, and this is this is what I've really been working on. That boundary. Where and when do you set that boundary to say, "I am woman, hear me roar," or just be like, "Whatever you say," and stand in my own truth anyway? And so I find that that's a really hard line in the patriarchal society word to create to create that boundary of when not so much not to be to be seen and not heard but when do i speak up and speak my truth and the, the greatest thing my father ever said to me was it's not what you say, but it's how you say it. Because you could tell somebody to fuck off and they wouldn't even know it. Right. And that really stuck with me. And we're teaching that to my, to my grandson now, you know, it's, it's cause he can be very harsh in his words. And then we're trying to explain to him, it's not what you're saying, but how you're coming across. So this is where I'm learning where I can stand in my power and I can come across standing tall with my back up and the person wouldn't even know it hit them. And then I can walk away knowing that I stepped into my radiance and I didn't back down. I am complete. Thank you. So let's do one more question. What does radiance feel like to you? So for me, it feels like I am honoring myself by speaking my truth or acting in a way that I feel, um, what's the word, that I feel proud of myself for doing something without flying off the handle, because I too can fly off the handle. <laughs> and it. It, so, so for radiance for me, and last year, my word was stepping into my power. This year, it's stepping into my vulnerability, which I'm not doing so great at, but sorry, my visibility. But I've learning to step into that power and, in, and, and perhaps the two go hand in hand because the more that I do these circles, I'm stepping into that visibility. Right. And so I feel when I feel like I'm doing something that will make a difference in someone else's life, I glow. 
I just feel my inner light really shining. And so that's what radiance feels like to me. I am complete. The word that um, came into my head, I was really, you know, trying to think about that radiance. Um, uh, kind of a funny word for it, but um, I'll explain. <laughs> so my the word that came in my head was acceptance. That was what I felt, and it, and I was thinking like acceptance of, you know, I accept myself. I I accept, you know, the world. I I am at peace you know, and I'm just glowing with love. And that's all just coming from um, acceptance. That's, that's all I got. <laughs> Thank you. I can go. Uh, what shows up for me is sovereignty. It's the first thing that I started thinking about is when you were saying radiance and standing in your power. And, and that's the first thing is when I know that I'm doing either what's right for me, what is in the best interest of my family, my children, um, my pets, my clients, whatever I'm standing in that truth, that honesty. And I'm not saying it's the position of being, I'm absolutely right. It's the it's the, the feeling of I'm being very honest, I'm being very open, I'm being very authentic and vulnerable. And yet at the same time, I'm very proud of where I'm standing. I'm, you know, I'm standing tall within it. And I know that I radiate. And there's been times already proven to me a couple of times where people were just shocked at what came out of my mouth, but it wasn't a, a, a bad thing. It was, a, it was being the truth and the honest about a situation. And they started going, oh my God, somebody finally stood up and said that. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> so I, I was radiant, but then I went, whoa. <laughs> I just said that out loud. <laughs> but I, I noticed those moments of that deep connection, that that truth within me coming out is my radiance. And I and I don't back down in the sense of I stand, I stand sacred and sovereign. So I'm complete. <laughs> Mm, thank you. What pops up for me with radiance is safety. When, when I feel safe to be authentic, when I feel safe to be myself and um, to express myself with, with all that I have and all that I got, that's really um, the feeling that, yeah, that, that comes to me with, with radiance, like feeling safe. I'm complete. What beautiful shares. It's funny because when I hear other people sharing, it's like, oh, I could have used that word. Yeah, that's a good word. And it, it's <laughs> okay. So let's do a visualization. Oh, so get yourself comfortable and invite, invite you to close your eyes. Settle into your seat and relax your whole body. 
Make sure you drop your shoulders down and clench your jaw. Relax your hands. Just drop into being here in this space. Ensure your feet are connected to the ground so that you can draw on the earth's wisdom at this time. Take three deep breaths and on each exhale, release any tension you may be holding in your body. If you notice your thoughts popping up, let them come and let them go. Imagine that they're just bobbing up and down a river and moving their way past you. There is nowhere else you need to be other than here, right now, in this present moment. This month's theme is Blossom. Imagine you are standing in a beautiful garden during spring or summer, which is full of flowers that are blossoming. Look down at your feet, which are bare and cushioned by the luscious green grass. You scrunch your feet up feeling the grass in between your toes, and then flatten them again, feeling connected to the earth and to mother nature. You look up and you look around, seeing all the different pops of color. You can hear the buzzing of the insects and bees all hovering around the flowers going about their day. You can smell the sweetness from all the different types of flowers in your garden. You begin to walk towards a group of your favorite flowers and you stop right in front of them. You take a few moments and look at them and drop down to sit on the grass so that your nose is next to them. The sunshine is warm on the back of your neck. There's a faint wind blowing through your hair. You can hear the birds chirping and singing their song to you. You notice the shape of your flower's petals, their colors, what they smell like. You can see a bumblebee stopping on one of them, collecting its pollen and moving on to the next. You notice that even the same type of flower has subtle differences if you look close enough, you feel calm and peaceful. What is one thing that you absolutely adore about your favorite flower? 
one thing that really embodies the beauty of this flower to you. Continue to notice this as you mindfully look at them. Do you love how vibrant your flower is? Do you love its essence? Do you love how its petals have unfurled and spread out, taking up space? Do you love how the bees come to drink its nectar, appreciating its magnetism? Do you begin to feel it radiate within the garden that you are drawn to? You begin to imagine what it might be like to embody this quality that you absolutely love. What it might feel like for you. What you might see and hear. What might you say to yourself or to others? What might be possible if you were to drop into your feminine being and truly blossom. Now imagine you are your favorite flower, embodying all the things that you love about it. How might you move as your flower? I invite you to stretch out your arms and feel the light, the sunshine on your petals, on your face, on your body. If you wish to sway and move, please do so. Reach out and expand. Step up from where you're sitting if you feel safe to do so. Keeping your eyes closed. Imagine grounding yourself to the earth as you move. Feel your beauty, your essence, your rawness, your worth, your uniqueness, and your strength. And imagine if you were to take this feeling right now and embody it out into the world. Imagine who you can be, who you are when you step into your essence. When you flow, when you stay open to giving and receiving, when you feel joy, connection, even when you blossom and radiate. Stay in this feeling, letting it touch every part of your body and your heart. This is a reminder, a remembering of who you are and why 
you are here on this planet. <clears throat> Coming back now into your body and the garden, you look around seeing all the different flowers you observe that no one flower is the same. And yet each one of them has bloomed. A reminder that there is enough space in the garden for all of the flowers to bloom, to radiate their essence, for the bees to come and drink their nectar. Just like there is enough space in this world for all of us and for you to share your gifts and your talents. You take one last look around the garden, smiling in awe at all of its beauty. And then you close your eyes, knowing that you can come back here whenever you like. I invite you to start to come back into our circle, to tune into this moment. And when you're ready, open your eyes. Hmm. I invite you now to share how you're feeling in this moment. I feel really happy and alive. Yeah. Sorry, did you say heavy? Happy. Oh, happy. Sorry. <laughs> happy, alive. And when I was this flower, I also kind of felt proud, proud to be myself, proud to, proud to be me. Yeah. Beautiful. I kind of have um, I kind of have chills a little bit from that. Um, I was um, I was doing the visualization and I was thinking about my flower and the flower that I've always admired so much was um, were actually tulips and how you know clean and smooth and like tight and classic like those are all the words that. Um, came to me but as we were doing the visualization I was thinking about how like tulips yeah they they bloom they do bloom but like they're not the flowers that like you know go like wide open and all of that right and I was kind of thinking about that to myself and thinking about like oh that's too bad you know um, 
you know, that I, I'm in the, if I'm this flower, like, and just in this analogy and everything that I'm not getting to that point where I'm blooming as, as fully as maybe I think I should, or I would like to. And, and I was kind of like all the way at the end of the, vi like to almost to the end of the visualization, I was like kind of thinking in my head, like, I've got to figure another flower. I need another flower. I've got to, you know, find another flower that I like because this tulip thing doesn't work. And then it struck me that, you know, tulips are the flowers that, you know, at least here, they're, they're the ones that come up. They're one of the first ones that come up, you know? Um, and that was like, whoa, like, you know, the, the other flowers are coming, you know, um, and they're going to be spread wide, but, you know, maybe I'm one of the first ones bursting through the soil. <laughs> and so I was like, whoo. <laughs> Anyways, that's me complete. Thank you. Well, my visualization had a bunch of flowers, <laughs> but some of which, yes, they are my favorites and they are hardy. They can take a beating and they still come back and uh, bees love them. So they attract and magnetize the pollinators around them. So I see them as spreading, spreading the sunshine, spreading the wisdom spreading everything. One's a, one's a traveler in the ground in the root system. So I was like, ooh, tied in with the ancestors. All right, we're going yard to yard now, <laughs> spreading it more. So yeah, like hardy, able to withstand the course of weather and lawnmowers, weed whackers and all such, <laughs> but still, still here, <laughs> I'm complete. I think what I love about that visualization <clears throat> and what, what it brings to mind for me is it's really interesting to, to connect with the flower. And it's like, so my favorite flower is a lilac, but it grows on a tree. And, I, and I'm thinking, because I can't actually fully embrace the visualization while I'm reading it. And so I'm listening to you talk, and I'm thinking, wow, I really like violets. And I'm like, they're like so close to the ground like you know what i mean but then i thought well but that's cool because there's that grounding and there's that that whole um um earthy feeling to violets and the other one that i love and it and you made me think of this lana is irises they're they're also ones that are, are first to bloom when they come up like a crocus kind of thing. Um, but they don't last very long. But I love the violets. And the thing about violets is they they spread. Right? They're good ground spreaders. And so it's like, so it's interesting. So I have to think about that analogy and kind of <laughs> think about what that means for me <laughs> in terms of if I connect my, be interesting to look at because even we get messages from bird from uh, from birds from animals from 
all sorts of different things. I'm going to look up what the violet, what the spiritual message is of the violet. I think that would be really interesting to, to think of that flower that we connect to, that we really feel vibrant when we think about it. Ask yourself why. What makes that flower so appealing to you? And then look at and study, like you said, Lana, with the, the because they're the first to bloom. But it was interesting how you you said, you know, how it only opens up a little bit. And I'm thinking, yeah, until they start to die, then they open up all the way and, and the petals fall off, right? <laughs> but it's but I it's interesting how we can we can connect with with um with a message that's coming through. Okay, let's get some of this energy moving. Nope, that's not the song I want to play. Uh, who's ready to really shake and blossom?
really love that song. It's mm. <sighs> okay. Now let's get into our ritual. <clears throat> um, The intention of this ritual is to shift out of our heads and connect back into our body and our hearts. I think that's the one I wanted to do. Yeah. The sound and the vibrations from singing or humming, chanting, etc. will ripple through your body and support you as you attune and connect back with the vibration. It also supports us to connect to our throat chakra and shift our energy or our emotion that might be blocked, stuck, or need to be released. You may find that after this ritual that your voice feels clearer, stronger, that it's easier to speak, and even easier to breathe. This ritual is not about humming along with music and it doesn't need to be in tune. It's about using sound vibration to shift energy. Um, so what we're gonna do is I'm gonna play this next song and you can put yourself all on mute so it doesn't interfere. So you don't have to worry about anybody listening to us. They're humming out of tune. <laughs> um, okay, so about halfway through what we're going to do. So say stay seated and then about halfway through, we're going to stand up so that our body becomes a little bit more elongated. And so we can channel that humming and really, so first you're, you'll probably only bring it up from the throat and then you'll probably, when you stand up, you'll feel it really come up from the womb. And so the key is for you to use your voice in connection to your body to feel strong so that you can take up space and radiate. So you may feel some, I'm hoping you'll feel some encouragement in the song. All right. So just hum any way you want.
now let's stand up and into your body to this. So how does that feel? <clears throat> Let's just go down around and do a quick share. <clears throat> do you feel more grounded? Um, well, has anything shifted in your body for you? Or do you find you maybe your voice feels a little stronger after doing that? I feel like I'm vibrating. My head like just feels like it's like my hair feels like it's tingly. At first I started to get a little headache out in here. So I, I, I when we stood up, I kind of allowed the humming to move that out. And now it's just like my face feels like all like 
I feel like the bee buzzing now. That is me. I am complete. Thank you. I do feel more in my body now. Um, I have the feeling like I kind of, I don't know, finally right. <laughs> and um, I also felt like the longer it took and also when I stood up that um, my voice got louder and I allowed myself to, to express more and to, to put more energy into it. When I started, it was like really, really soft and really, yeah, quiet. And yeah, um, the longer we did it, um, yeah, it got more powerful. I'm complete. Yeah, I definitely felt sitting, the vibration went down towards more of the earth, earth energies, the earth chakras. And as we stood up, it brought it back up towards the throat, towards the crown, where I'm, I'm lighter totally now that I sit back down, but the energy's flowing more. And uh, I didn't get louder or softer. I just stayed the same, but the vibration definitely ran up and down through the body. I'm complete. I think this is something that I can definitely um, use to work on with my throat chakra, which I actually thought was doing pretty good. Um, but uh, after you know doing this, this exercise, I'm like, hmm, I still got a lot of work to do. Here. <laughs> well, of course, it always comes back and forth, and that it's never you know, but. Um, yeah, that's what I was feeling. So um, I wish I, I could have connected more through it, but I feel like, yeah, I, I need to like jar out some things. <laughs> I am complete. <laughs> Beautiful. That's everybody. Wow. We're ready to stitch out. <clears throat> and then we'll just take a quick picture so we can show our how we blossom. I have to say, I think you're all glowing. Especially Lana. Lana, you're just like glowing over there. Like, oof. Uh, I am Lana and I'm taking Radiant. I'm, I'm, uh, oh. I'm sorry, oh, Anna, go ahead. <laughs> I'm Anna and I'm taking empowerment. I'm Allie and I'm taking unfurling. Mm. I am Lana and I am taking beauty. Mm. Okay, my beautiful unfurling. <laughs> radiant, <laughs> connected, <laughs> blossoming sisters. Shall we smile? Are we ready? We take a picture. Mm -hmm. 
All right. I just have to make sure the picture I took the other night with my Khalid Circle group when I opened it up was not there. So <clears throat> let me just make sure that this. Oh, 